Okay, everybody. Uh, this is uh, Shallow Dives uh, coming at you after a you know pretty long absence here with a uh, brand new feature. Commentary tracks is what we're doing. And the uh, inaugural movie that we picked for some reason, I know it was my suggestion, uh, to kick us off is Batman Forever, um, starring Val Kilmer, directed by Joel Schumacher. Uh, so yeah, Christian, I just wanted to ask you real quick. Um, we're both child, uh, children of the nineties. Uh, what's your history with this movie? History with this movie. Interesting. Interestingly enough is that, um, as much love as, uh, the, the Burton Batman films kind of received in my household, this is the one for me being a kid born in 1990, same as you, uh, mm -hmm. where we, it was our Batman, you know, like for better yeah. or for worse. <laughs> now I want to say this, I haven't seen this movie in forever like literally 20 Ooh. years, but I think I've seen it a hundred times in my life. And I'm so thrilled to return to it with adult eyes. Yeah, no, I, I uh, was telling you before off mic, but I, I wore this tape out, you know, when I was a kid. And I think we also said like, yeah, this is like the movie that we were both, what, six, seven when this came out? Five when this came out. Five, yeah. So yeah. like that was right when I was like getting Batman action figures and stuff. And uh, I think as we'll see, um, a lot of this movie is very much like just made to fucking sell the shit out of, out of toys and Burger King yeah. uh, cups that I used to have all of them, by the way. That was like the yeah. first tie in that I was a I was a party to I want to say this right off the bat so you get the Batman reveal on Front Street which I think is like not really how these movies worked before am I wrong about this um like well, it starts I know, with him loading up like militaristically you know yeah yeah Batman 89 like we had that atmospheric opener where he's at Ace Chemical right and right like, right right Joker literally yeah. Um, which, okay. hey, compact storytelling, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we, we got to get from point A to point B. And this is a Batman story. I yeah. mean, so this one, I think, really leaned, uh, if the Burton Batman films get accused of not being Batman films, which mm -hmm. they do at some point, this one really leaned into the uh, the comic booky sort of Technicolor. Um, the Adam West era, yeah. Yeah, in a weird way, like right at home, kind of uh, a couple years before Raimi would sort of do something similar with the Spider-Man films. Granted, not uh -oh. nearly as campy but just you know yeah no it, it like it and it is that fine line where it's like i've said to you before on many podcasts and in person i miss that Raimi era of like fun superhero movies but mm. this is i think you know we'll see how it plays maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised this is like i think an example of a movie that goes way way too far over that line um i don't know i also think tlj here is just horribly miscast what are you talking about look at this guy he's trying he's really trying of course the behind the scenes of this is uh is billy d williams was supposed to be harvey dent in this third right. film and they're like yeah. well <laughs> gotta go out and get tlj yeah I, I just don't get it uh yeah i don't either like tommy lee jones is a marvelous actor but you don't he's not like uh, you know an over actor ever so asking him to do this, it, it looks physically painful for him. Do you think he knew on day one it was a piece of shit? Or is that uh, something that slowly dawned on him throughout production? Well, I, I know like behind the scenes stories, and I'm probably going to fuck up the details, but he hated Jim Carrey so much. Yeah, it's and an amazing know, story. Yeah, and I know Jim Carrey saw him in a restaurant like after filming had wrapped maybe a year or two later went up to him to like shake his hand and like Tommy Lee Jones like almost like had tears in his eyes or whatever yeah. and like couldn't even talk to him um <laughs> god damn 
<laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, listen, there's a lot of things going on here. Uh, yeah. First of all, Nicole Kidman. God mm-hmm. bless you. Yeah. God, entrance. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this Jim Gordon is probably my favorite uh, Jim Gordon, by the way. Just haphazard. Yeah, he's just a confused, hapless old man <laughs> all the time. It's like, I get Batman. I don't know. Dr. Chase Meridian. Oh, Lord. That's a name. It sure is a name. I mean, we've already got like a lot of color. I, I think this one does still walk the line a lot better than its sequel, which I did rewatch. And that movie is just a nightmare. Yeah. No, I want to give this some credit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hard to do that in the shadow of what's to come, you know? <laughs> just Batman <laughs> explaining the psychology of Two-Face. <laughs> You know, sometimes it's better to tell and not show, I say. Right, yeah. <laughs> Bats aren't really <laughs> stuck in really. <laughs> This is what we call witty banter. Well, he also, like, squares up on her. He gets, like, real, like, what are you, what, yeah. what are you trying to intimidate her? What's the plan here? Being very confrontational to this woman. Uh-oh. Mel Kilmer, by the way, man. Maybe unsung. I mean, I don't know. Two minutes in, he's not terrible. I got to tell you. Yeah, well, this is another weird thing about this movie that I do want to get into is like Val Kilmer gives this very muted, like considered performance, maybe Mm -hmm. too muted. And then you where everyone else is is one of those like wacky wailing inflatable arms guys at the fucking car dealerships. It it very much reads as somebody who does not have any idea what movie he's in. Which is weird. You know, I just watched that movie uh, Top Secret. Have you ever seen that with Val Kilmer? No, I have not. Yeah, from the uh, the Zucker Brothers. And uh, it's like easily their best movie. I had no idea. And it's fucking amazing. Val Kilmer stars in it. And he's like incredibly like goofy and he's dancing. He sings. He does like underwater fucking like fist fights and stuff. He's doing yeah, everything. There was a time where Val Kilmer was like game for shit, man. I don't know what happened to Val Kilmer. Like, I mean, obviously the cancer and stuff lately, but I mean, like before that, what happened? I, you know, I, I miss this nineties choreography where like the bad guys would just stand there and wait for the actor to do the thing <laughs> that would put him down. Whoa. Ooh. It also just had a lot to do with like bear hugs. It seems like yeah, which which makes sense on a logical standpoint. Like if there's five of you, just one of you fucking grab them. <laughs> the rest of us will beat the shit out of them. Doesn't happen. Right. Oh, who's this guy? <laughs> what? That was oh, his Indiana Lord. Jones moment. You know. Yeah. God. Yeah. Like this movie is seared into my memory, but I, you know, I, I am curious, like what i've forgotten from this yeah well hold on i I remember the visual of this which is like in about two minutes he's going to be air surfing but like this is a steel vault how the fuck does batman get out of this right how how did two-face logistically pull this off it's incredible well this is like a, a thing with me about batman that like i guess this movie is not the kind of movie where you ask these questions but i do right. want to know is like how does Two-Face even have henchmen? Like, how do any of these guys have henchmen? Who would want to work for them? Well, see, like, the Joker thing makes a little bit of sense. Like, at least as presented by Nolan, right? Like, it's right. other crazy, uh, quote-unquote, like, mental, mentally ill, like, health patient people and stuff like that. Well, 
but like, can't even have a real conversation right now because Tommy Lee Jones is just a glorious flood of chaos. Um, and he just starts flooding the vault with acid because he got acid faced. (laughs) I guess my whoa, whoa, hold on. (laughs) The guy said, Oh no, it's boiling acid. He had to say it. Because otherwise we'd be like, oh, it's water, I guess. That's still bad. Also, but it is acid, which, like, shouldn't it be eating through metal? Again, don't ask these questions, Torres. Yeah, it's like, the, the, <laughs> the fumes, etc. they're in an airtight container. <laughs> <laughs> acid bird glasses, which we know is the ultimate symbol. Hey, that's my hearing aid. Is this guy stupid? Oh, okay. So Batman doesn't Batman his way out of it. He just <laughs> no. He That's just fair. Tracks, tracks the lock with a hearing aid. Uh, by the way, a sophisticated. This isn't a fucking like high school locker. This is a no. fucking like vault. Like we just watched Michael Mann's Thief, and <laughs> they're just talking about vaults. Like I'm pretty sure you can't just put your ear up to it. <laughs> That's like 35 minutes of runtime in that movie. It's like what are we doing about this vault? Logistics, yeah. <laughs> But again, you, you can't be asking these kinds of questions. Like, I, I can give the movie a free pass on the dumb shit up to a point because, like, it, it isn't at any point trying to convince you that it's serious. Whoa. He played right that the, perfectly. Right yeah. Fucking Batman. <laughs> How does he do it? And Chase Meridian, she's just a doctor, right? Yeah, she's why, got complete access to the crime scene. <laughs> God, early CG, man. There's something really adorable about it. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, Schumacher kind of took Burton's vision of Gotham as being this like very gothic art deco kind of style and like ramped it up to 11. Uh-huh. Are there any visual choices here that kind of work for you? Uh, the, the the problem with this, again, is like, I think I've, I've inflated Batman and Robin with this movie. And I think this movie, while not great, is <laughs> at least it knows exactly what it's trying to be. And then right. kind of does it most of the time. Now, whether you like that or not is up to you, but you can't say it didn't do what it was trying to do. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of visual stuff in this movie. I actually do kind of mess with. Yeah, same. Um, I mean, like, he's making a, a strong visual choice and, like, putting his stamp on it, for sure. But, like, then in Batman and Robin, <laughs> he has them, like, fucking gliding and fighting and surfing down. He actually drives the Batcar on, like, this gigantic uh, s- fucking skyscraper-sized statue of a man, of Atlas, I think. Oh, and it's just like, dude, <laughs> come on. <laughs> It's like twice the size of the Empire State Building. Yeah, that's what we needed. Some fucking (laughs) Atlas statues. Some physics-defying shit. Uh Oh, uh uh-oh. Okay, so this is another thing. I'm mistaken, right? We're going to the Statue of Liberty here, which would prove that Gotham is sort of New York, which is like a thing we get into all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, what is Gotham? Is it New York or is it fucking Jersey? People think it's Jersey. Yeah, you said it was Hoboken? That's what someone said. Now, the Statue of Liberty, that doesn't necessarily negate the Hoboken of it all because it's still across the river, but... It's still up in the air. (laughs) 
Tommy Lee Jones. Like, what was? Didn't he just win an Oscar like right before this movie? Like, the Fugitive. Didn't he win for The Fugitive? He was nominated at least. Yeah, he did have a rough patch in his career that I, I think we tend to forget. He was in that volcano movie. Um, oh God, that was like a year after this movie. So maybe yeah. it was he had some taxes to pay or something. Maybe. Oof. But you know what? Again, you know, I talked. We've talked about this at large. We're like, it's it's amazing that like when nine eleven happened, we were all like, oh, how could we ever imagine the carnage? But it's like we blew up the White House like <laughs> five years before that, and then in this movie, we like look at this, like look at Lady Liberty, she's looking burned. like a two face, you know? Oh God, this looks like uh like Star Wars. Oh, like the prequels? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Did they go back and redo all this, or was this how it looked? I, no, I think this is it, like you think this is like a director's cut redux version <laughs> of Batman Forever. Well, he didn't get like the 70 million that Zacky got, but he's trying, you know, he's doing his best. I mean, I guess for the 90s, that probably looked good, right? 95. Oh, Jim Carrey. Right. In that classic, <laughs> you know, Jamie Foxx's electrotrope of like the scorned scientist nerd. Yeah, it's the weirdest trope in comic books. They'll take people. They just did it with Kristen Wiig as well. They just put mm-hmm. her in big, big glasses. Like, <laughs> She's so unattractive now. Like, come on. Is that Bagley? Is that Ed Bagley? <laughs> it sure is. Look at that. Okay, this movie just bumped up a star rating in my book. Got the bags in there. God, Jim Carrey just giving it everything he's got. Yeah, but but like I I I, I it, it works kind mm-hmm. of. It's just weird of. playing against Kilmer, I think. Yeah, cuz look look at Kilmer, he's like not reacting at all. He's almost giving a non-performance. It's like very French new wave, you know. <laughs> Schumacher really appreciates that. <laughs> it's like finally 26 years later. Well, you got to have the contrast, you know? Yeah. You got to know who the villain is. Like, who else is in this movie? That's the best thing about watching, like, 90s films is, like, who were the bit players that would go on to do stuff? Is this Favreau, like, just secretly? <laughs> I'm not joking. There's a Favreau-looking guy. <laughs> I mean, the 90s was, you know, a weird time for Favreau. It was a weird time for us all, honestly. Bill Clinton was in the White House. We had no major wars going on. Oh, God, so this is sort of like a Halloween 3 situation. Why be brutalized by an uncaring world? Wow, this script. <laughs> Did you say manipulating brain waves? <laughs> glossed right over his head. Like, Uh-oh. I get away from this nerd. Thank God. <laughs> I gotta go risk my life right now. Sorry. Well, he's got a little bit of a Leto thing going on here. Like, 
Yeah, do you think Leto like took some inspiration from this performance? I kind of do <laughs> watching it right now. God, I really hope we don't get an air cut. It's like the less the, the best thing about the Suicide Squad is how little he's in that movie. <laughs> have you ever stopped to think about the existential crisis that is that like that's a horrific film already like how bad could he have been for them to cut him out like oh my god like the most popular villain in canon and they're like uh we we need less of this guy (laughs) all right Well, if why, you got the technology, but you have to say the technology. <laughs> why does he need a, a chair that tilts down into a tube? Okay, don't question it. Kids love it. That's why. <laughs> There's a little homage to fucking like 2001 A Space Odyssey there. That had, like Alfred on the thing. Oh, and here mass shout out to this guy who is the unsung hero of the Batman oh, franchise. Yeah. The same Alfred, all four films. Michael Guff, yeah, which was really confusing to me as a child, I remember, because I was like, they're clearly doing something different here. But are you <laughs> telling me that's the same Bruce Wayne? <laughs> the penguin guy who's throwing up bile and eating people's noses? What, isn't there a weird subplot in Batman and Robin where it's just like about elder abuse <laughs> and Alicia Silverstone being like, he's too old. <laughs> yeah kind of whatever i don't know whatever whoa michael guff was the only thing that made that movie watchable to be honest again why does she have access to this roof and the bat signal What's a beeper? Didn't work. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, Val Kilmer almost looks like upset that he's in this. <laughs> the car, right? The chicks love the car. How is that Nicole Kidman? Like, I mean, basically looks the same, right? Like, yeah, she's rich, plastic surgery, great diet. Val Kilmer, however, looks even wow. better. Cautionary tales. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the one time where you're just like, oh, that woman in 25 years. Jesus, I feel so bad for her. Hollywood's going to stop casting her. She's not going to be doing anything. <laughs> right. No, like uh, credit where credit is due, not to go on a Nicole Kidman thing, but she's like doing her most most interesting work in the past like 10, 15 years. I you know? totally agree with you. Yeah. I love her, and especially in this. Like, I think she's killing it here. <laughs> Is this the high watermark? I think again, when the paint was drying, what what was she doing? Like, far and away, had just bombed. <laughs> you know, yeah, she needed this. She needed this boost. And this was right before Naomi Watts came over, so we were, you know, woefully thin on the saucy Aussies. And right, she was the single Australian actress in all of Hollywood. She was riding that for years. Gordon coming up <laughs> with the bat signal. Just weird, just weird construction. <laughs> like just everything yeah. is so weird. Yeah, well, I mean, when you when you start interrogating, like who would have built this? Why? How did the city pay for it? <laughs> Falls apart. 
like how much how much crime did batman stop in order for them to be like okay let's put the bat signal up there right because no one just spends money for no reason like he had to have busted a cocaine ring and and got like seven million dollars for the city and even then they were reluctant to do it (laughs) oh ed bigley though yeah Jesus. Okay, so he's evil from the start. From from the start, yeah, I was going to say, there's, oh God, he made a one-liner. Um, yeah, like there's nothing redeemable about him. It's not like he, no. you know. Yeah, so it's not really that trope after all, really. Like he's already immediately an awful human being. Uh-oh. Fishies. <laughs> Begley's selling it though. He loves those fishies. Oh. Yeah. So with with the, you know, and I know this isn't comics accurate, right? Like with all the ch- <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well. Uh so, like, with doubled brain power of an already smart man, he decides to just start telling riddles. <laughs> so, you know, Schumacher's really doing some uh, some potent social commentary here, you know, television. Oh, yeah. Brain drain. Cultural <laughs> rot. Wow. He's got he's got shit to say. <laughs> A flock of freaking Freuds. I like that. I mean, I like the alliteration. I don't like anything else about that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be charitable where I can. I got to tell you, I actually was on Team Jim Carrey uh, for the first five minutes of his performance. This is like Dumb and Dumber. Like, it feels like he's that character a little bit right now. Yeah, it's almost like he came on set and nobody told him to stop or tone it down. So he just did what he did back then. (laughs) This was not like number 23 era Jim Carrey, you know. (laughs) He's playing saxophone and has tattoos. Nope, nope, nope. This is uh, Ace Ventura before the sequel, Jim Carrey. Right. Because the Riddler in the comics, like, and I know they've probably done several versions where he's creepier in some than in others, but his whole thing is just he's a creepy asshole who tells riddles and puts up puzzles because he is jealous of Batman, right? Um, I, from what I remember, Edward Nygma like liked puzzles and stuff when he was a kid. Right. Like, I'm trying to figure out his. Uh, hold on, I could probably look this up. Let me see. Oh, yeah, he pushes him out the window here. Okay, but he's going to... Well, let's see how this plays out. I don't want to be presumptuous. 
here's my thing is like he's double smart now he is twice as smart as he was so if he kills him while he's wearing the device that specifically nigma made yes I don't know. They did this scene better in Hannibal. <laughs> oh, okay. He took it off. Hey, I take yeah. it back. I retract my statement. Yeah. He's yeah. smart. That was my first question too, but <laughs> we got to, we got to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're going to answer our fucking questions in this movie. Right. Yeah. Could have done without that. Oh God. He's not the Joker. Why is he making one-liners? Like, <sighs> Hmm. Here we get Harvey Dent's origin story. The one time Tommy Lee Jones gets to act as himself. <laughs> Batman in court. <laughs> Batman in court it should be its own thing. <laughs> and I think that like any if I ever get to go watch a fucking like an actual court deliberations and stuff, I'm coming in in full Batman garb and someone needs to stop me. I mean, yeah, you could pull like a Tina Fey in 30 Rock and just come in dressed as Batman if you ever get called in for jury duty and just a full rubber. But no, seriously, I would I would just love a movie where it is just nothing but Batman having to like testify in court and sit in the stands. And otherwise, it's like a very sober courtroom yeah, drama. Like just but there's a Batman, Batman and it's like, wait, look, he's the, the the key witness to the prosecution. So Batman has to go and testify all the time. You assume, right? That's insane. It's like raise your right hand, Batman. I, uh, Batman, solemnly <laughs> swear. He's the one citizen immune from having to reveal his identity. <laughs> they wrote in a special law for him. Oh God. Oh, okay, so he edited the footage somehow. How do you even do that? Yeah, that's my question. <laughs> my suicide. It may concern. <laughs> yep, definitely suicide. <laughs> All right, this is Gordon is great. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> Case is closed, guys. Let's go get tacos. I don't know about you. This movie's winning me over a little bit. Uh, I, I, I'm hating it by the minute, but I'm also respecting it by the minute. So it's good. Uh-oh. Yeah, clock. What do you want from me? Think I'm a baby? Yeah, like that's a it's a bad one. Yeah, I'm not great at riddles, but that <laughs> Okay, sorry, I'll kill her. The answer is a clock. He could have been a madman with that line delivery. Yeah. Honestly, wait, yeah, wait, 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 Batman Forever. Do we have Dick Grayson in that, or is that purely Batman? No, no, he's in this movie. He shows up later, yeah. And I think we get to see a little origin story for him, too. 
the yeah well he takes dr chase to the big top right and they were like yep yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) batman just conveniently there for all these major events you gotta love it does he live in an alley also the flaming lips All right, this movie's got me, if nothing else, just for the flaming lips of it all. See, they know. They knew you would be coming back to this movie one day. As an adult and as yeah, a passionate flaming lips it. fan. <laughs> of course he has a moped. Fucking nerd. That's the the least impressive Wayne Manor to me so far. Yeah. It's really weird, right? Because like uh, all this crazy fucking architecture and everything, but then they like pick the most boring looking estate ever. (laughs) Looks like an old plantation home. Yeah. I guess it's just to let you know, well, this is where the movie's serious. Okay. This is where Bruce Wayne sleeps. (laughs) God, that looks like Philly, but... I'm sure there are other city halls that look like that. Where did they shoot this movie? Like fucking Prague or something? <laughs> like it had to be something weird like that. I'm going to look it up. I'm find some juicy facts about this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we almost got a William Baldwin in the lead role, by the way. Oh God! Wow. What do you ever think he stays up at night thinking about what his career might have been? <laughs> what if? What if Bill could have been you? Uh oh. Ooh, Sam Raimi also almost directed this, which I forgot. That would have been interesting. I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I'm just reading facts about this movie now while it's playing. I'm sorry, but uh, apparently uh, Schumacher wanted to adapt Batman Year One with Michael Keaton. And Keaton was jazzed about it, but the studio was like, nah, we got to sell toys, bro. (laughs) Batman Year One is like a somehow even more dysfunctional Gotham City with like more crime. Yeah. It's just, I don't know if uh, Schumacher even has the fucking chops to handle that, though, you know? Come on, he did Phone Booth. What are you talking about? He did do Phone Booth. I always forget. I hate you. I really don't like you. I cannot sanction your buffoonery, is the actual (laughs) Tommy Lee Jones quote to Jim Carrey. (laughs) not sanction your food like even when he's being a piece of shit god damn it is he doing it you know it's 
like a genteel. <laughs> like, what an honor to be insulted by that man. Right. It's like when right. uh, fucking Bill Murray called um, Chevy Chase a medium talent. <laughs> like, I'll take it, man. Thank you. An ink blot. Oh my God, there is a Schumacher cut. Oh Lord. I remember this little fucking weird thingy, this little doll when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this scene pretty well. Just a stunning lack of chemistry here. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Whoa. What? Whoa! Okay. Just first date. Go to the circus. <laughs> Bold. Bold, Bruce. You know, people would say dinner in a movie. You know, a carriage yeah. ride through Central Park. Not this guy. He's gonna go here. Which, like, by the way, does seem like the most fucking lit Mad Max like sort of circus yeah. that's possible. I want to go to the circus. Are you kidding me? In fact, I've never seen a circus quite look like this. And a Cirque du Soleil is like attempting to be like, oh, we're a circus, but not really yeah. because circuses are fucking horrifying. Yeah, this is like Cirque du Soleil on PCP. <laughs> Which is saying something? Yeah. GNN. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Gotham News Network. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh -oh. like, uh, but also, I want to throw this out. It's like when he becomes <clears throat> Robin, he wears the same thing that they wore in their trapeze act, and no one, yeah, no one connects that. He's got the thing over his eyes, Christian, you know? But the uniform, it's like they, they had to make that special. That's not on the rack. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a fucking mess. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, you want to know the best way to get to know somebody is take them to a loud circus where you can't hear them talk. <laughs> Second date rock climbing. Look at Gordon in the background here. He is having the time of his fucking like life. Clinton with those fucking balloons. <laughs> I've never seen an old man that happy. <laughs> yeah, no, you convinced me. Best Gordon right there. <laughs> It's the best really bite, bite. Like he long ago reconciled the fact that his job is purely ceremonial. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> cops are not doing anything to put a dent in crime yeah. in Gotham. 
So <laughs> he's just going to enjoy his fucking salad years, man. Right. He just knows Batman has to talk to him just because of bureaucracy. <laughs> but otherwise, he has no use for him. I love this part. Uh-oh. Whoa. What, what, okay, I'm sure they'll answer it, but I just want to know, what was the point of this even? Like, what's what's Two-Face's what? big thing? Because oh, it yeah. creates, inadvertently, it creates a fucking Robin, but what's the point he's trying to do? I don't know. I, I, I don't remember how this scene plays out, but I just don't understand why Two-Face would have any interest in going to the circus. <laughs> Whoa, he did one-arm it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I could have done this. I could have been a trapeze artist. Yeah. That's probably... (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So, yeah, like, is, is Tommy Lee Jones in this... Is his goal just chaos? Yeah, he, they've given him, money? they've given him the qualities of Joker. Like that's kind of what they did with with Riddler too. They sort of took both of those characters and just gave them like, oh, they look different, but let's give them a little bit of the Jokerisms. Right. Oh, he's loving it. Because like Two Face, he's he's basically like a glorified fucked up gangster, you know. Yeah, but he has he has like banks he's got to rob. He's just trying to get more money, control more gangs. I get that character. This guy, uh, I don't know. I feel like circus is not the best bet. God, there's a world where a better director could have made that performance menacing. You know, if they would have turned him down a little bit. <laughs> Well, he's got that makeup on top of it just being lit by like like a uh, like a sitcom or something. Like it's just <laughs> way too well lit. Right, he looks like Ivan Ooze from the Power Ranger films. Like he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like maybe you don't. Yeah, maybe I, you don't. <laughs> I'm talking no, about it is very Power Rangers. That's a very good call. <clears throat> It's sort of like with the Joss Whedon cut when you see everybody in their costumes, but it's brightly lit and it just looks terrible. It's like, you need to do, judge it up a little, you know? <sighs> Did he just snap that guy's neck? this is all still being televised. Like a terrorist attack is happening and no one thought to cut away. And why, why, hold on. Why are there TV at the circus anyway? Like let alone GNN. (laughs) I don't know, man. It looks like a, uh, like a permanent fixture in Gotham. So I don't know if it's like a special (laughs) circuses in town thing. I'm like, put it on TV guys. I like that bomb though. <laughs> just 
shooting a machine gun near a bomb. <laughs> oh, God. Uh oh. It wasn't that bad. They're probably all right. <laughs> that little zoom into Val's eyes was the most acting he's done in this entire movie. <laughs> <clears throat> Good job, Rob. In. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt and well, that, um, that that Robin. It's probably under my legal name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, we almost picked Tenant instead of this movie, and I, that would have given us a whole bunch of those moments. By the way, a lot Not of really. fucking yeah. And I would be like, God damn this movie. God damn yeah. Chris Nolan for being so talented and so baffling uh, at the same time. Yeah. 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 I know, because uh, like looking back at Dark Knight Rises and like it, it, it's this weird fusion of uh, fucking Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight kind of realistic vibes and also like Batman running around with a bomb, you know, because a <laughs> comic booky nuke is going to go off. Right. <laughs> and no amount of uh, Tom Hardy's eye acting is going to make Bane like yeah. menacing to me Look, i was there for matthew modine's redemptive arc you know where he he finally puts on that cop uniform gets killed immediately justifying his wife's fears right <laughs> that's why i was there all right so you know this is all canon mm -hmm. but is he shitty i'm trying to remember if he's like a petulant so i, I think i missed the scene of why he would be taking him into his uh, home. They, they didn't they didn't you didn't miss anything they didn't say it. <laughs> I think it's happening well, he right just now. He attended a circus that this guy was at. Like, it's not on him. To... Yeah. I mean, I guess if you can do acrobatics, you can fight crime. So he's probably just, you know, thinking ahead. But Right. <laughs> well, you know, like in the comics, it was this always this idea that Batman felt guilt over his inability to stop it and... But how many other orphans have been made in Gotham? Because that would be right. interesting, right? Like, and that's one thing I do like about Dark Knight Returns or Rises. At the end, it becomes the orphanage. And you're like, all right. That makes, right. That's what you should have been doing this whole time, Bruce. It's like helping all orphans. I like how he has a Robin on his helmet to let you know that his name is Robin. <laughs> the angst yeah this fucking Jay Leno Is he like grooming this kid? Like, it, just... it's weird. Yeah, he's just like he doesn't even fight too hard either. He just like gets gets the wealth to do what it needs to do. Yeah. Oh God, no! 
There's a definitely there's a darker version of this. You know, Frank Miller's All Star Batman, as you may or may not know, features mm-hmm. I'm the goddamn Batman, but also he starves Dick Grayson and makes him eat rats in that. Why? Why to make him tough? Toughen him up. <laughs> Come on. That's just gonna give him PTSD and malnourishment. Perhaps the dogs. God, yeah, he is the the glue to this movie to this franchise really he, yeah he just brings that like british gravitas to it that kind of just <laughs> okay but i'm not crazy the third one is about him like dying a little bit right or being like having dementia or some shit like... oh, he's, he doesn't have dementia he is dying though of like cancer i think then you find out that batwoman is his granddaughter right but isn't the whole like the call to action in this weird movie unless i'm mistaken is that alfred is dying and what i remember is that mr freeze's redemptive moment is like take two of these and call me in the morning and then he right. fucking like saves his life he saves an old man's life from cancer mm-hmm. uh-oh another origin story <laughs> at least we didn't get this in batman returns you know that's all i'll say I think uh, Burton knew that we weren't super pleased with the Joker reveal in the first yeah. one. So he's like, let's just not do that again. You have beef with that? Because like, I think me growing up with that movie, that was my first Batman for sure. So I didn't know any better. Um, yeah. And I think I, I, it's retroactively made me fine with it. But do you have some beef? Yeah, I don't love it. But as I've gotten older, I have totally said, like, I didn't care that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man had webs coming out of his wrists. You know what I mean? Sometimes right. you're trying to tell a story like you, you've got to cut some corners. I'm kind of OK with it now, but I yeah. definitely hated it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the whole Spider-Man, the first one anyway, is like almost like about a kid like coming to terms with puberty. So it kind of worked. You know, <laughs> yeah. that weird. Just like the palms and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Who did this score? This was an elephant. He didn't come back, did he? It doesn't sound whimsical enough. Let me check Vicky. It's Elliot Goldenthal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some interesting lighting choices in this film. <laughs> inexplicably this, this interesting with christian i i find it very interesting it's just like it's switching from scene to scene the lighting yeah it's very jarring but you know in in a weird way it's a gambit that may that may work it's keeping me invested because my brain is confused right see see no it went back to dark it went back to being shot with one light <laughs> Take care of the kid, the approximately 25-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't say how old he is, but Chris O'Donnell is clearly like mid-20s in this film. All right. So do you think that we're going to get like another Batman like origin story with a shooting in the theater with the Robert Pattinson thing? I hope not. 
I told you what I really want to see, and now that HBO Max is just apparently throwing money away at things, uh, is mm-hmm. to do the Flashpoint universe one, where mm. like Bruce gets killed. And oh. so like Thomas Wayne goes on to become Batman and then Martha Wayne literally has like a nervous breakdown and becomes the Joker. She sees like no reason in anything. I'd love to see that. If you're going to do another one of those fucking origin stories, like let me see that moment, you know? Yeah, no, I, I want like an alternate, like like start diving into the alternate realities and like the weird one-offs and shit, like totally. the Red Sun I always talk about. Like I would love to see a live action Red Sun, you know, do it justice. Could you make, here's the thing. I think what you would, this is what we got to pitch. You you have to say, hey, we're going to make another Batman movie and it looks like we're going to do another uh, Bruce Wayne thing. Mm-hmm. So you show but, like actual footage of Bruce Wayne or like Batman fucking people up and right. you're like, oh, it's Bruce Wayne or whatever. But then Bruce Wayne gets killed in that alley. And that's like your, that's your first act twist. You're like, what the fuck? You're locked in at that point. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I, I would be like, oh shit, yeah. We should write this on spec. I'm just saying, we should write this on spec and read a lot of Bat. This actually might be fun, just for us. Let's read a lot of Batman comics and then write that version. I, I would have a lot of fun with it. That's all I'm saying. That's another superhero movie trope that Raimi also did with like the fake old woman is all actually the crazy man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally down. We should definitely write that. Uh, Get those butts in them seats. That I'm ready. Going. I'm fucking ready. I, that's the thing I've been waiting for is just like, give me permission to write a Batman film. Anybody. <laughs> He's, he also had like that Batman in hell thing. Batman Inferno, I still think is great. I just, DC's never going to let me do a Batman goes to hell comic. So <laughs> you never know. They let Frank Miller do whatever he did for the past. They also canceled it after six issues. So like they knew. <laughs> I personally, he eats a rat in that first issue. So I thought they let it go on for five issues after that. Right. It's insane to me, you know? So again, I sort of like, I don't know if I, I, I kind of admire this in a weird way. I like the like fifties aesthetic of all the cars and stuff here, like kind of yeah. mashing up with the uh, uh, futuristic neon tinged, almost British lo-fi. Yeah, very some interesting. Of it almost some of it almost looks like it was ripped from the Batman animated series kind of style too. Yeah. Um, oh God, you don't like this, right? Oh no, this isn't. <laughs> oh, okay. At least they give him the hook. All right. So like, we're sort of fucking with physics here. Well, <laughs> it's believable. It's still it's still good. Never mind. <laughs> I took it back. He did. A, this Batman has the best rims, though. I'll say that. I like his little bat rims. Also, that is way too much fire for. <laughs> It'd be great if he just lit that whole oh, the building is on fire anyway. It's good. <laughs> Wonder if there are any people that lived in there. Hope, Hope not. not. <laughs> <laughs> just concerned citizens looking outside their window. <laughs> I do love that the Batman game actually has a moment like that, the third one, where you do have to drive the bat car up the side of a building yeah i saw that as the uh the what you call it as uh, like the trailer the gamester <laughs> what is this Well, he was. I, here's my problem with this question mark, man. You have 
this in your house already. You've right. already committed to making the envelopes with question marks on it. Why yeah. is this? Ugh, God damn this! Like fucking you, movie. you have the the guy right there, dressed exactly <laughs> like you're gonna dress later. Shit's bespoked. You're taking all of your cues. You're getting approval from this little robot. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Do you think that the world will ever be ready for maybe not this level, but for like a level of kind of fun zaniness in terms of comic book movies again? I think we need it, sadly. I think we do need a return to this. Oh, yeah. Drew Barrymore. What is happening here? Oh, God. But like, say what you will about, you know, this or whatever. <laughs> because hold on because they really go into like how much of a dichotomy there is like he needs two meals cooked for him each day (laughs) he has to sit at a table that is perfectly split down the middle this poor man this is actually like doing some some good empathy building here for me his life must be a nightmare and also who designed this for him did he get in contractors and kill him Probably. That's the answer. God damn it. That costume. So good. (laughs) I just want to see if I can see the real hate behind Tommy Lee Jones's eyes in these scenes. I think this might have been the first scene they shot. (laughs) <laughs> let's see if you bleed green a line that would later be immortalized and it's always sunny in philadelphia that's true <laughs> but no I, I did want to say like uh nolan you know post 9 11 and everything like everything had to be so fucking realistic and grounded and this and that and like I, I, I kind of want some dumb shit, you know? No, I, I think we all love the Nolan movies because comic books up until that point hadn't committed to doing things really dark and grounded and stuff. Right. Like, so Hollywood took the wrong lesson as usual and then mm-hmm. said, hey, the next 10 years, let's do that. But then like, you know, some things to kind of look forward to is I feel like Thor Ragnarok really tried to sort of like, hey, let's go the other way. Guardians is yeah. trying to go the other way with it. So I hope. Aquaman, I guess, and Shazam. Like that, there have been some Gonzo things coming out that were. Oh, we got to go back. Maybe not to this, but yeah, definitely not this. He got a haircut. He got a dye. <laughs> yeah. So we've complained about both of them so far. Who do you think is better? Ah, well, what does better mean? I feel like better is one of those times where better <laughs> might be worse. And who knows? And I like that Drew Barrymore is immediately like, all right, I'm down. Yeah. No, uh, Carrie's worse. <laughs> Okay, yeah, see, Tommy Lee Jones is much better. Like, in that one moment. (laughs) 
why are they watching? All right. Well, because it makes me feel like they're kids and he's taken two kids like hostage. Oh, God. Okay, here's his pitch. Yeah. Here's here's the whole call to action. I love that he says carbon-based life form life form just to let you know that he knows science. <laughs> Mother of all riddles. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones, man. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and I'll tell you what's convincing about this is every scene that he shares with Carrie, he is a better mm -hmm. actor because he genuinely hates this man. You know what I mean? Right. But much like his fire. actual situation with Carrie, it's a means to an end. We got to get to the end of production and I need to kill Batman. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying it works for me. I'm also imagining a version of this movie where Tommy Lee Jones just does kill him for breaking into his lair. Then the rest of the movie is just Tommy Lee Jones. Can we talk about this? <laughs> oh. how he, that's how you do laundry if you're fucking Dick Grayson, all right? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you're getting water all over my fucking floor, kid. Oh, God winks at him the 90s were it's like the, there's the a dryer right there man like we're billionaires we the 90s were pre irony i think and that's why we could do stuff like that like right like, i yeah i mean like 9 11 i say it all the time every day but 9 11 changed things you know i i yeah i mean after after 9 11 we couldn't imagine a bad man like this no. like TLJ wearing all that jewelry. Oh my yeah. god. These are easy so, riddles. <laughs> yeah. By the way, among those considered for this role, not just William Baldwin, but also Alec, Keanu Reeves, Dean Kane, Tom Hanks, Kurt Russell, Daniel Day Lewis, and Ralph Fiennes. Uh a Daniel Day Lewis Batman <laughs> sounds insane. Uh <laughs> an Alec Baldwin Batman, like if he would have stepped in right after Keaton, probably could have worked. I'm gonna be real. Yeah. He would have nailed I, the Bruce Wayne of it for sure. He definitely would have stepped right in there. Cause he did the shadow and he was like the perfect amount of fucking campy and serious for that. Yeah. But a Daniel Day Lewis in Joel Schumacher's Batman. Does is it is that like um 
You know, like Michael Jordan just being on the Bulls made the Bulls a contender. Didn't matter who else was on there. Do, do you think Daniel Lewis just being in a, in this movie? It's exactly he's the same. Grabbed, yeah. Do you think it somehow brings everything up a little bit? <laughs> like, I I would have to think so. And like you know, I was singing Val Kilmer's praises before this started, but he's such a boring Bruce Wayne, <laughs> to be honest. And I don't know why or how it happened. In my mind, he was the thing that didn't bother me about this movie. And I guess he doesn't bother me, but he doesn't elicit any strong emotion. Yeah. I mean, I guess in, in this situation, like the, the smart way to go is just to be as forgettable as possible. So you, Sorry. Get... Sorry. He built a large one of these on an offshore oil rig and like did this really quickly, apparently, with, with no permits needed, with a skeleton crew. Well, when you have pockets full of stolen jewelry, you can accomplish anything. I guess so he doesn't seem very happy though it's very conspicuous so this would kill him right wait he does some flips right this uh, here here's a question i have for the movie as we watch is like does he get demonstrably smarter after this or is he just continue being the same person because i feel Who? like he just continues being the same person riddler Dick grayson no riddler oh riddler <laughs> cuz he's soaking up the brain waves of all these people watching tv why is he doing this we get it you're an acrobat you're just tearing up this man's house Well, he 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 knows there's a secret. He's trying to find out what that secret is. It's none of your business, kid. Yeah, I want a movie where he doesn't become a good guy right away and just like threatens to sell that story. Mm -hmm. Blackmails Batman. Batman has to kill a child in order to protect his identity. Because come on, if 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 that goes, it's over. Gotham's gonna fall. You know. Right. What's your contingency plan for that, Bruce? Is the weird side story to this that also Bruce can't have women because he needs to be a full-time Batman? So it's like Bruce Wayne can't have it all? I don't know. I mean, he was like immediately flirting with Nicole Kidman uh, as Batman. Well, I know, but there was this whole thing... <laughs> Sorry, my parents were murdered. Somehow it was a comedic <laughs> delivery. Uh, but there's this whole thing about like with Batman, nowhere to be found. It's like, where was he? Was he out rock climbing with Dr. Chase Meridian? Uh-oh. <laughs> Time Magazine's Batman. Schizophrenic diagnosis form. 
yeah again like this is like a weird dynamic to have in a any relationship if your partner is your therapist also still calling her doctor they've been on a circus date they watch people die (laughs) they ate pancreas Uh-oh. <clears throat> yeah, Batman is historically terrible at keeping these secrets from like anyone, anyone? who gets remote. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I was Batmaning around all the time, like I'd want to take some credit for it. You know, I'd want someone other than my elderly butler to talk to about it. <laughs> still like what if you're dating like a you know a fucking taylor swift type she writes a pop song about it after you break up like you gotta fucking think about these things kind of busy (laughs) excuse me kind of busy The other car. Yeah, he's just like, Alfred's mad because he's like, why do you think I'd be calling you over a Bentley? Right. Like, we can get another Bentley. <laughs> That'd be great if you like, just kept guessing the cars. The Alfa Romeo? <laughs> the Mazda? Well, that's the director, Scott Schumacher, wanted it to be like, you know, how many cars does Bruce Wayne have? <laughs> just a 20-minute scene. Yeah, again, when we have like a uh, the Warriors esque underworld, uh, but brought to you by McDonald's, fucking some right. reason. It's like Warriors mixed with Blade Runner. It's like some weird cyberpunk hellhole. And he's going to pick up prostitutes. Okay. Uh oh. Open up, Batman. We now we now resume our regularly scheduled rape scene. Like that's what's about to happen here, if not for Joy riding Dick Grayson, which begs the question that Batman doesn't seem to really care about street level crime. You know what I mean? Like how many people are being yeah. assaulted all the time? That he he only cares about the dudes who are out there peacocking. You know? Yeah. This guy's pretty cool. Uh oh. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. 90s 90s fight scenes are a lot of people just waiting. (laughs) Whoa. I gotta be honest, anytime I see anyone do any kind of front handspring in a fight scene, I'm like, you not necessary. <laughs> like completely yeah, he's using a valuable energy. Yeah. Because <laughs> you and I have both been in fights of some kind or another, and it's a uh, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot it's of awful. energy ex- expended very quickly. 
weird. It's just an inappropriate time. You were just about to be sexually assaulted. <laughs> right. Like, do you think she'd be emotionally in that place? Right <laughs> Let's share a quick guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems pretty wonderful. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, it's great. I'm sure it was so much fun to shoot this, especially like imagine if you're Chris O'Donnell, right? Like this whole thing. Ah, oh, there he is. Never mind. I was going to say this whole scene is about how you live in the shadow of Batman, <laughs> but he got to shoot all this by himself. And then right on cue, the showboat and asshole shows up. Right. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell is just one of those actors that uh, he was just there, and for some reason he was in things. He's almost like a Sam Worthington type. Where it's just oh, no, like- I completely agree. 90s Sam yeah. Worthington, hardcore. Oddly enough, I mean, NCIS LA, though, he's been there for 13 years, an institution. <laughs> is that where he really came into his own? That's my inside joke. That's also what you're the worst, that Jimmy is inexplicably just really loves NCIS LA. <laughs> Just the LA version. Yeah. <laughs> here's my thing is like, if Batman wanted to dissuade this kid from ever like getting involved in that life, then why did he take him? Like, why did he pull him into his orbit? You know, right. To begin with, you could have, like, you could have bought him his own apartment. Yeah. yeah, you could have been his benefactor and let him go anywhere he wanted to go. Yeah, ship him off to Prague or fucking Milan or something. Start fresh, baby. I do really want like, a, and I'm glad that uh, Matt Reeves is Batman's a different universe because it's like, I, I would love to see like a seven picture Batman arc where, yeah, maybe in the third one, Robin shows up. But it, you know, it, because you get to like death in the family territory. Mm-hmm. But it's if you have like a trilogy of films to like develop that relationship and stuff, and then that happens, that's like devastating. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like none of these films have really wanted to do that. They've always like, uh, we'll cut, we'll, we'll get to the logic so it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense on an emotional level. Yeah, I, I would actually like that's a really great point. Is I would love like a long running series of Batman films where they informed each other, you know, mm-hmm. and just like it wasn't about it wasn't about like a shared universe. It was just Batman, you know. Yeah. That'd be great because there are a ton of fucking Batman stories that have never been touched. Plus you get someone that you really like and you lock them into like a 20 year contract and you can literally tackle everything from like year one, which is sort of, I mean, Batman, the Batman looks like it's doing some year one stuff as well. Yeah. Where it's like year two, right? That's what they said they're doing with it. It's like, I think so. Yeah. 
So it's like but you have cool. early like Batman. He's, fully, he's like not fully formed, but we're not going to see him like having to make the cape and cowl. Yeah, shit. which is great. That's exactly when you want to come in, I think. Right. And it's like you get someone for 20 years and then you literally like you can do old man Batman later on when you want to. And the time comes, the Dark Knight returns. That's awesome. If you had one creative group that was doing that, you know. Well, I've heard that they have talked to or like at least it's a popular idea that Keaton could come back for Dark Knight Returns and like do like a grizzled old Batman in the continuity I mean, of the team. I'd Burton. watch it. Yeah, I actually would totally watch that. I mean, they're doing that for Flashpoint. They're bringing mm-hmm. him back. So. Yeah, Keaton is grizzled enough now to step back into that role. Probably. He's got to get ripped. <laughs> ripped Keaton. Watch out. <laughs> Drew Barrymore, so so strange. Yeah, I, I forgot she was in this. It's really weird. It's also just weird because like uh, E.T. and it's not her fault. I don't want to take away her ability to grow up and have sexual autonomy and stuff like that. But she's almost purely sexualized in this film, and that's mm-hmm. a little weird because I know she's older than me, by the way. But E.T. You know, like right. forever. Well, just honestly, the concept of like child actors is like creepy to me. <laughs> it reminds me of that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia with like the child pageant or whatever. Like maybe we should do this. Frank's little beauties. <laughs> yeah. We have enough like worst case scenarios to pick from. Well, let me ask you this while we're like pitching Batman ideas. Who would be your like pick for like Batman and Gordon and Alfred? Like if you could pick anybody. Jim Carrey looking exactly like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, even down to the part, like the three-fourths part. (laughs) Did a good job with that. That's where the budget went in this movie. Yeah, not to the actual hair and makeup of their (laughs) villain costumes. (laughs) But no, for real, who would you uh, who would you cast as like Batman if you had your druthers potentially? Um, I mean, I don't even know. That's the problem. It's like, are there any 20 year olds that I like enough? Because <laughs> you would need right. someone who's like roughly 20, I think, or maybe 30. I don't know. Adam Driver, if he can gain 20 pounds of muscle, has the gravitas for that role, but not the charisma for that role. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm just picturing his like big goofy ears sticking out <laughs> like the mask. <laughs> Yeah, because my problem is this, like 20-year-olds look like Tom Holland, and they're already doing that. They're like, I'm Tom Holland, and I'm right. going to be Nathan Drake, and I have no interest. So, no. Yeah, Robert Pattinson's honestly like a good pick. Yeah. I feel like I hear that he's clashed a lot with old Matt Reeves. Oh, yeah? That sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, there were like a lot of onset rumors that he like came back super out of shape after like the COVID stuff happens and mm-hmm. like Matt Reeves had to send him away again and that they faked the COVID diagnosis for him. But who knows? It's all hearsay. I 
I do love that the goons all have themed costumes here. It makes it easier. You know who I want to see is Gordon fucking Dinklage. <laughs> Think about it. Long trench coat, the same size trench coat <laughs> that a normal Jim Gordon would wear. But just bringing that Dinklage gravitas to it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like he's doing like a lot of petty theft, you know? <laughs> That's got to be exhausting. That's how he finances everything. He's he's like uh he's like Honey Bunny and uh god, what's his name? Pumpkin Honey Bunny. Wait, fuck, Pump Fiction? Where <laughs> they're just going yeah. around robbing diners? Like yeah, this is Tim not sustainable long-term, Harvey. What are you doing? Yeah. At least Tim Roth and Patricia Arquette. Are... No, that wasn't Arquette. Who is that? Uh that is Amanda Plummer. Amanda Plummer. Yeah, at least they had the common courtesy to not like think of themselves as like super villains. <laughs> yeah, you know? as grand villains. <laughs> if Nigma is trying to have a cover here, he probably shouldn't be like out talking casually, with very, very <laughs> casually with two faces. <laughs> He's double fisting a light and a dark champagne. <laughs> Just noticed that. <laughs> That's my only line I like of this movie. Your entrance <laughs> was good. His was better. It's a good line. That they read good. the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who who wrote this masterpiece? Uh, Akiva Goldsman got the last rewrite, which explains a lot. It does. Damn you, Akiva. Wait, did they just imply that Alfred used to work at Buckingham Palace? Was that the joke there? I guess. <laughs> so she totally cheats. She's cheating on Bruce Wayne a little bit here. Yeah. Terrible. You know, to be fair, Bruce Wayne was very noncommittal. They kissed, and he's immediately like, I got some stuff to do. <laughs> I have dead parents. Yeah. <laughs> the usual Bruce Wayne hangups. <laughs> you want to go base jumping later? <laughs> Fuck off, guy. Just this escalationism into like adrenaline sports, just to feel <laughs> anything. Want to play Russian roulette? <laughs> This is my point. Like, you do seven film series of Batman, you can get to that Batman eventually. <laughs> Batman with CTE, who is just trying right. to do anything to feel better. <laughs> oh, this is the sand bit. This is the, um, they bury him alive, right? Right. Nothing like a bad case of gas. <laughs> Got that fireproof cape. <laughs> yeah, TLJ is really trying. <laughs> Oh, 
You know, I'll just say this movie is entertaining. <laughs> just, you know, it's the lesson you have to learn as an adult, you know, that that, that entertaining and could don't need to coexist. <laughs> right. You know, it's almost like a pleasant surprise when a shot isn't a Dutch angle in this. Right. Uh, uh-oh. Oh, Batman, maybe you do need help after all. Yeah, as a kid, like, I remember really weird things about this movie, and it's it's this out of breath he looks right here. Yeah. I remember this so much from as, as a kid for some reason. Same. Got a real gratitude problem. I need a name, Batboy, Nightwing. <laughs> yeah, again, if you wanted him to be a college student, send him away from you. Give him a yeah, lot of money and send him yeah, away. Yeah, donate to Harvard. <laughs> like, get him in, you know? Don't keep him in the house with all the Batman shit. I do appreciate that he is just like uh, like Jim Gordon, for, or not Jim Gordon, uh, fucking um, James Kirk from Star Trek in this, like his physique. He's not like some super built fucking dude. You know what I mean? He's just got like above yeah. average dad bod, a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he does like hit the gym occasionally. You know? <laughs> but my point is he's just got that thing where the belt line starts at the belly button. As long as nothing right. spills over, you're fine. <laughs> Pulling an Adam Driver and Last Jedi. Yeah, that's all that matters. The high pants. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a bodybuilder. <laughs> Wasn't there like a weird movement in 90s comics where they started like drawing superheroes like way more muscular than they'd ever been yeah, before? Yeah, it got really weird. That's like, I don't want to call it the Liefeld effect, but like Rob Liefeld, who is not a comic book artist, I really appreciate for better or for worse, sort of started a bad trend with like mm-hmm. giving all these superheroes. Like whenever you see a super muscular, but obviously stunted in growth Spider-Man, <laughs> that, that's that's Liefeld. Liefeld fucks some shit okay. up, man. <laughs> this would be horrifying yeah my place at midnight but still seeing that on a balcony yeah wouldn't love it oh and it's raining outside okay yeah imagine this moment since the first time i saw you your body yeah i remember that this is all hitting me like fucking vietnam flashbacks 
like not to kink shame, but like, you know, the first time she saw him, it's just like some crazy person who she thinks has schizophrenia dressed in a rubber bat suit. It's weird to even include this subplot. Yeah. Because like this was like four hours ago, she was like, hey, come to my place. Four hours later, she's like, I met someone. Well, you were at the place with the, the someone who abandoned you, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah. Right? Because think about that. She was hanging out with Bruce. Then Two-Face came and then and Bruce just disappeared, never showed back up. <laughs> right. As far as she knows, he's dead or missing. <laughs> When every social event that she goes to is crashed by Two-Face, she should probably just stop going out. But also like weird that it's a love triangle between Bruce Wayne and his alter ego. Right. Which almost, well, you know, I know they ride that line sometimes, but that's an almost interesting idea. Oh, no, no, it definitely is. Uh, where it's like, it's a love triangle, but not really. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Right. The love arrow, maybe, right? Like if it branches off, I don't know. I mean, it in better hands, definitely something interesting. I'm just imagining Tommy Lee Jones just hating every moment, gritting his teeth. Okay. He's fucking right. This 18-year-old piece of shit is right. My way goes to Two-Face. Everything. <laughs> oh, Alfred put out a pumpkin. <laughs> for no one. That's for himself. Like, he, he wants to get festive. No kids are going to yeah, see no, that. Nobody's going to trick or treat there. There's not a gas station within a couple of miles, but I'm supposed to believe kids are going to make that trek. Yeah. That is adorable. Who's the goddammit Janice kid from the Book of Henry? Goddammit Janice? Yeah, that's like, he's like, God damn it, Janice. That's all I remember about that movie is him yelling at his like guidance counselor or teacher or something. 
Are you talking about Henry from the book of Henry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid. Because you, you get him to play Dick Grayson right now mm. and let him age into that role. Uh, Jaden Martell. Is that his name? Sure. Yeah. Wait, there are trick-or-treaters. Wait, wait. Whoa. How'd they get by the gate? It just doesn't look like Bruce Wayne lives in like a neighborhood, you know? <laughs> so they had to go out of their way. Maybe Alfred's got like some bomb ass candy though. It's possible. I bet he does. He thinks about that. Oh. It's like immediately getting Vietnam War flashbacks <laughs> <laughs> anytime anything falls. <laughs> this is the person we had trust to like prevent fucking terrorist attacks and shit, but like he's the dam like keeping the water from spilling over. <laughs> and that's his weakness. <laughs> They should have better security. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a running theme with this whole movie is like everybody's just breaking into everyone's hideouts or circuses or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, those two really don't like each other. It's interesting. Who has less chemistry? Is it uh, TLJ and Jim Carrey or is it Val Kilmer and Nicole Kidman? God, I don't know. At least with TLJ and Jim Carrey, like I'm I'm awarded with the the subtext of like knowing what was going on <laughs> behind the scenes. And I actually don't hate some of this stuff, like the way it's shot in like a very mm-hmm. comic booky way and it's atmospheric, but it just doesn't work when you intercut it with like, you know, <laughs> 1960s style villains cackling and go, oh, we're going to get Batman. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like, it's what, that's why I think people are kind to this movie in retrospect is I think people remember some of the, the more bolder swings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when, when you think back in your memory, you're like, oh, that movie was bad, but it had like these real attempts at something where I don't think that happens in the next one at all. Like, I think it just is everything that is this movie, but worse. This one also had 50% less homoeroticism, which, you know, it was not (laughs) welcome in the 90s. I haven't seen it in like 25 years. You have told me that recently. You're like, Oh God, Mm. no dude, you don't understand. It's like (laughs) the whole movie. (laughs) I can't wait to see it. probably my favorite uh kid bruce wayne of all the films you know we don't talk about that list very often but yeah he's doing great looks scared the the kid that nolan got i don't know what it is with nolan and kid actors but they're always distracting and bad isn't the kid he's somebody though it's freddie it's the it's the one kid who was like bates motel and Mm -mm. it's not I don't think so. I thought it was the good doctor guy. No, that kid is great. He was in millions. I could be wrong. That kid is in something. I'm telling you right now. Kid is in something. Well, let me let me find out. There was some hacky stuff in Nolan's thing. We just choose not to. I'm ready to rewatch all of them. 
It's been long enough. Yeah. Why do we fall, Bruce? So we can pick ourselves up. I mean, it's fine. Like, honestly, like, yeah, that's cheesy and it just works because they did the yeah. legwork to make it work. Oh, now she knows? I thought she had it figured out way earlier when she was like, your lips. Uh, yeah, and let's also talk about this, that like she's acting like this is the first time that she's kissed him, but mm -hmm. she kissed Bruce already in her office, then kissed Batman. She should have had the realization then. Kisses right. Batman again, then kisses Bruce, and now she fucking... God damn this movie. Also, Alfred, in, you know, in uncharacteristically <laughs> bad... Yeah, he's usually much sharper, but this is what the this is what these this is setting up the the next movie where he has like lost his faculties, is unable to make uh, good judgment calls anymore. Yeah, I, I I know that we keep pitching like different you know iterations of Batman stories, but I would love to see an a Batman movie like exclusively through Alfred's eyes. Well, they like, have that show Pennyworth on Epix. It's supposed to be like the, decent. Really? Is that like pre him being with Batman though? Isn't that about his like life as a young man? Thomas Wayne is in it. So I don't know. I haven't seen it, but Thomas Wayne is in the show, which leads me to believe that like maybe the first part of the season is like a recruitment sort of thing where you get to know more about Alfred and then he is there kind of doing shit. I don't know. Let me look that up. Okay. Yeah. Cause like, that's really what I want to see. I want to see how this old man, this poor old man, like runs an entire manor by himself with no help <laughs> and also assists Bruce Wayne. Like, does he sleep? Does he eat? How does he feel about having to call his boss master Wayne, even though he raised him? I guess he's too much of a British gentleman. Uh, so it's interesting. So so Pennyworth is about uh, him after World War II. He's a former oh. British SAS soldier who then is like starting his own security firm in London. But his mm -hmm. American leg of that is Thomas and Martha Wayne or something. And I don't know. Well, here's my question about that, because I'm not I don't know. That's sort of like that Gotham show, but even more disconnected. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is, I think I could have made I could have made Gotham agent. great, by the way. But go on. What'd you ask? I'm so sorry. Yeah, isn't that just like telling a story about a secret agent, but you just name him Alfred Pennyworth? So That's the the one review I just read was like, this would be better if it just had no no Pennyworth in it. Right. Oh God. Uh, come on, Jim. Oh God. They did the cartoon noise. Mm hmm. Yeah, this these fight scenes really convincing. How much do you think a Batmobile costs? Like real talk. Probably like with all them gadgets up in there. Right. That's like a billion dollar prototype, right? <laughs> you think that's a billion? I think about this all the time. Teslas cost 80,000, but Teslas don't co don't cost 80,000 to make, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean I'm factoring in like R&D and like, you know, just all the different like bespoke components in that thing. Right. Probably not a billion, but a few hundred mil, I'm guessing. Because think about like them building fi fighter jets and stuff, and like the first prototypes like cost a shitload of money. Oh yeah! Whoa! Ooh, TLJ making an entrance. 
What? Yeah, this is on Alfred, for sure. <laughs> I would listen to Alfred just read me a book about democracy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're talking about Michael Guff or just yeah. any Alfred? No, this guy specifically. Just because he's got that, like, gravelly, like, you know, like, democracy. Like, one of those. Who would you want to play Alfred. Because you could pick any old man you want. I'm really mad that Irons, I feel, was so wasted because I do love Jeremy Irons. Like, I think Jeremy yeah. Irons as Alfred is a really good idea that just didn't mm -hmm. really work the same way. I'd love to see, like, uh, Jim Broadbent tackle it, make it way goofier. Oh, God. Yeah. Listen, breaking news. Michael Keaton uh -oh. officially confirmed to be in the Flash movie. Oh, in the Flash movie? What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. As Batman. That's crazy. So, like, we've got DC and Marvel doing multiple timeline things. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what DC does with it. The Spidey, the Spidey movies, you know. The Riddler. Got Toby coming back, maybe. Garfield. Doc Ock. You heard I that? I know movie? this one. This is Vowels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not entirely unclever. <laughs> Just Alfred reviews riddles. Well, they got there real quick. It was cute to see Alfred get excited. <laughs> like Mr. Enigma. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody's just super easy to find. You know. <laughs> it's like no legwork. Uh oh, he's got a new new suit. I love the bat belt. Whoa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they did a butt shot. Good for him. Mm-hmm. I do many squats for this ass. I'm going to show it off in leather. But no no bat nipples. Not yet. America wasn't ready. Is that the hell, uh, the fate worse than death we all remember it to be? Or is it fine? I think it's fine. Like, it's fine. And you know what? If you want to make, like, a campy homoerotic Batman, go for it. You, you do you. But, like, again, like, America wasn't ready for it then. They're not ready for it now even, probably. But I think we all know that there are undertones to Batman as a character. 
Sorry, I just like that. Like Alfred's also like a fucking world class like seamstress apparently, but of synthetic material that will protect mm. you. Can't <laughs> promise I won't kill Harvey. Man's Harvey. gotta go his own way. Was it me? Am I the friend? None of this. None of this works. No, feels very unearned. Whoa. Some good Sorry. I don't know why you're laughing. It's really good. How does he know how to pilot a boat? I mean, boats aren't the hardest, but okay. he's not coming. <laughs> he's so heartbroken by this. He's like, I got to do actual policing now. Fuck. <laughs> He's like clinically depressed. <laughs> Has the mind of a child. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Look, and Jim Gordon's was back, that, baby. Was that Jim Gordon's arc during one scene? His faith was restored. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He shakes the cop's hand. He shakes his hand. God, that little thumbs up he just gave Jim Gordon <laughs> is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, we, we have like a battleship thing going on here. Do you think when the screenwriters were writing this, that they thought like, yeah, we got it. We cracked it. I think it's like got to be the biggest case of like, you know, when you write it, it's not yours anymore. You know, <laughs> like you're giving that over to other people and you hope that they're going to pull it off the way you had it in your head. But the truth is, there's no way to prove that. And this movie really proves that more than any other movie. Also, a billion right. dollar prototype destroyed here. Yeah. But hey, at least they can sell a toy of it. I think we need to see if we can get Tommy Lee Jones to give us an like an hour deep dive of just this movie, uh, just the production yeah. of this film. We we got to get him on the horn. He's an unencumbered Tommy, as we've <laughs> talked about. You know, uh, He's I, like, I surprisingly it. a character on our podcast multiple times. Like he has shown up uh, five times in a hundred episodes. Tommy has captured our imagination for reasons unknown, but he really has that that craggly old man. Um, I, this is giving me flashbacks to a toy that I had that came out with this movie. It was like super dope. It was the bat car, but you could detach it, make it the bat boat, or Whoa. flip out wings, make it the bat wing. Whoa, that's a good toy. This is a fucking great toy. It's back in the day when toys were when toys were toys. Yeah. <laughs> were you doing a men were men thing? Yeah. <laughs> also, I just like that he's got like uh, Riddler divers ready, like on standby. Mm-hmm. They were organized. I'll give them that. Got matching uniforms, divers. Wait, is that him? What? <laughs> he shot himself out? Holy shit. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. 
At least they can breathe. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, until the oxygen runs out. Well, okay, they're up there. They should have thought about that. <laughs> Not Batman's problem. He's got bigger fish to fry. Oh, Lord. Poor Jim Carrey. I feel like, yeah, he was at the height of, whoa, holy rustic metal. Hmm. Huh? I like. I just <laughs> Batman like that he, was like, huh? Well, he slipped into the to the Batman sixty six of it all, which was great. But also, just yeah. like how quickly he did that. Yeah. You know, he didn't call him Bruce. He knows he's Bruce. <laughs> you know what, O'Donnell? <laughs> I see why he's a star now. I get it. <laughs> I understand why two hundred and fifty nine episodes of NCIS Los Angeles. Okay, because mm-hmm. obviously it's superior to the Mark Harmon Mother Show. We all know that. But why? O'Donnell and Ice Cube. Right. It's not even Ice Cube. It's LL Cool J. I'm just a bad person. I mistook those two. Very different guy. (laughs) Well, Ice Cube's on another show, right? Isn't he on uh, Law and Order? No, that's Ice T. Now who's the bad person? You're right. Ice tea. <laughs> that was a pretty good iced tea. <laughs> I was just doing Harmon's iced tea. That was pretty good. My brother. Step on his hands. Mm-hmm. Kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you got to think that the city sanctioned this Enigma contraption. You That's know. what I'm saying. Like th- th- there had to be blueprints and this had to get approved. Like, <laughs> he, yeah. He got permits. Like he went to the city, <laughs> went through the right channels, got it built very quickly. Cause if any, if anybody knows the ins and outs of bureaucracy, it's Edward Enigma. You know what I think I don't really like about this, uh, this version of Two-Face. I'm a, uh, there's zero conflict. <laughs> yeah, True. There's just zero conflict. This is a guy whose name is Two-Face where everything in his life is subdivided into two, yet there's right. no moment where he's moralizing any of this. No. Yeah, he's just always evil. It's very weird to me. Because that's the most interesting thing about Two-Face. Like, he's there's only so much he's, you can do He's literally it. Jekyll and Hyde. Yes, it should yeah. be a fascinating dichotomy, and yet you never get that in this film. Also, again, like you just never really understand what his what what his goal is or what he's doing, other than like he just wants to kill Batman. Why okay? he blames Batman to begin with, right? Yeah. Like none of this. Nolan tried at least. Like they, I mean, you can say you didn't like what they did with it, but you can't say that you didn't understand what they did with it, which is Mm -hmm. fine. Like, yeah, Nolan kind of gave the conflict there. Yeah. He like goes after the mob because the mob is the one that did it to him. And then Batman is like a guy he blames. Like, I get it. When did those get installed? (laughs) And and how many uh, wardrobe changes does he have? Because it's not just suits. He has different hair dye and different hairstyles. Right. Well, he's just so smart now. That his hair's just doing that naturally. Oh, it's doing it on its own. Okay. Mm. It's like a John Travolta phenomenon moment. He can just control his hair with his mind. 
I forgot about that movie. Well, there you go. He has mind powers because that's how tumors work. I feel like that movie is probably terrible, but I don't know. I'm for ready. Sure. I'm ready to watch it. <laughs> All right. Coming up <laughs> next time on Shallow Dives, we're doing <laughs> John Travolta's Phenomenon. Again, it's still kind of like petty crime, though. Like credit yeah. card numbers. <laughs> credit card. Like get the nuke codes, dude. What the fuck are you doing here? Right. Well, I remember this. There's probably a much smarter application of this technology than that. Yeah, he's just gone like full full drag queen here, you know. Mm -hmm. They're not called drama books. <laughs> okay, why does he have the echo still on his voice? Like it made sense when he was talking into the little staff. I was like, all right, maybe he got that wired up. He got all this other shit made. Yeah, I'm not questioning it. Okay, so on a, on a dramatic structural thing, like we've seen this before, we saw this in Spider-Man, right? You have an impossible mm -hmm. decision. I just forget how he gets out of this impossible decision. There is a lot in Spider-Man that's in this movie. I you know, Yeah, but it shows you how to what? do those things. Right. <laughs> like, I love the Green Goblin, and that at least is like, every once in a while, an asshole with a sadistic choice is going to come along. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, okay. Lampshaded that real quick. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, Drew Barrymore, baby girl. <laughs> so many choices being made here. And then Nolan does it and he just lets one of them die. Right. That was the real Ryan Johnson subversion of our tropes. <laughs> I do remember watching that movie for the first time. And that, that was one of those decisions that made you feel like you were watching something like you're like, Oh yeah. shit, this is not like a regular old Batman movie. You know what I mean? Right. Two thirds of the way into the movie, you get two face born out of a tragedy. You understand. And yeah, just... Totally. But you know, of the two uh, two faces, uh, one of those guys has a still viable career, and the other <laughs> one, I have no idea where he's at. Are you coming at Eckhart? Eckhart's out there doing stuff. What's he doing? He was uh, just in that one movie. Mm hmm. <laughs> he's got a ridiculous beard in it, but it's real cool. Uh, he was kind of an asshole in real life, but oh, I don't is know. he? I, I mean, everything about him kind of screams that. Yeah, I don't mean to be, you know, engaging in gossip. Okay, here. I'll tell you, he uh, was in fucking Sully. I remember that. He was the co-pilot in Sully. Yeah. 
He was in Wander. I Frankenstein with, with Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> the, the two two faces did a movie together, and we just slept on it. Ooh, you think they talked about their two face experiences? I have to imagine Tommy Lee Jones is like literally drank that out of existence. <laughs> okay, you so you saved the the lady. Okay, can you do it again? Also, it's taking them longer to fall than it took the Twin Towers to fall. <laughs> like, I'm sorry mm -hmm. to get that dramatic with it. I'm just this saying is a physics. miles long. <laughs> physics and gravity is like really yeah, uh... every everybody in this scene would be dead <laughs> like a minute ago. <laughs> and like the main problem with the Nicole Kidman character in this scene, like again, like talking about how Spider-Man did it better, but like you understood Mary Jane you kind of like hopefully cared about her up to a point. You understood why Peter cared about her. Yeah. Like there was a personal connection between those two characters, even if it was hacky sometimes, but like these Batman and Dr. Chase Meridian, it's just like a weird, it's a, it doesn't really work. And I think the reason it works in, in Spider-Man so well is that it's a personal connection versus just the overall obligation of with great power comes great responsibility, right? You can't right. save the one person because you have a personal connection and let the 20 people die. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that works on like a, a bunch of different levels where it's like, this is just like, oh God. <laughs> that yeah. Just the two side characters we're familiar yeah. <laughs> with. Okay. <laughs> Batman has bat coins for some reason. Of course. <laughs> yeah, this is a fitting end for a character that, frankly, uh, never made much sense. <laughs> it's just kind of like when a dog gets rabies, but it doesn't die. <laughs> like it just wanders it just keeps mad. On going. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good description for this character. Oh, heads up. <laughs> His little suit's burned. Oh, he's old and weird. Why can't I kill you? He hasn't really tried. <laughs> yeah. Again, an arc. <laughs> the music kicks in like, yes, this is the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yeah, as a kid, I liked that scene. Yeah. I liked that all he saw was the bat. That was kind of cool. Yeah, Arkham. Cool. I like Arkham. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Christopher Nolan's Arkham did not have enough flair, if I'm being honest. It just looked like a boring building, and I didn't like it. I yeah, like Arkham's but I like, but I liked the Narrows, which was just something that I haven't seen really in other Batman movies either. True. Like the straight up, you know, like like the sequestered portion of the city yeah. that they just gave up on. Totally, yeah. yeah, just like left on an island to rot. I, that's something very interesting to me about that. Mm -hmm. I don't I honestly wish that series had returned to that idea a little bit. 
I mean, they tried to in lip service only. Like that's that's yeah. the weird thing where like Nolan's like, we've got a lot to say here about Occupy, but like apparently nothing. You have nothing to say about Occupy is the truth. Right. Just throwing more gas on the this is kind of weirdly conservative sort of <laughs> fire. <laughs> I don't know. Nolan denies it. So he knows better than uh, I have this thing where it's like, I feel like once you've made the art, it's sort of out of your hands. You know what I mean? Mm. So if you want to, you want to be not as ambiguous as you can be because then people will take the wrong lessons from it and be like, yep, Nazis are cool. I saw it in a movie once. It's, <laughs> it's a tightrope walk for sure. Well, we're we're rounding the corner here. Uh, how how has this been rewatching this for you? Uh, any new insights? Any uh, new feelings about this? No, it's as bad as I remembered. <laughs> it's uh... no. <laughs> it, uh, I'll tell you this: what it does is make me truly horrified about Batman and Robin. Like, which I think, mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna hate myself later for this, but we might need to watch that. Because there's so much going on here that's wrong. And yet this is sort of functioning as a film. (laughs) This looks like a masterpiece compared to that movie. Can't wait. How do you rank the Batmans like Val Kilmer? uh, Is is Clooney a better Batman than Kilmer? I don't know. That's an impossible That's another weird thing, thinking about George Clooney as the fucking Batman. (laughs) Okay, so this was also my least favorite thing. This is how they end the third movie. I have this very distinct thing where it's the three of them running in the third film, or the fourth film. Fourth film, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All silhouetted by the bat symbol. Hmm. Well. That that rooftop doesn't have that much runway, Schumacher. (laughs) (laughs) It's the rooftop of the fucking Daily Bugle or something. It's like a lot of runway. Oh, God. Well, we did it. We watched Batman Forever, yeah. uh, which ironically uh, is not going to stand the test of time. I can't imagine. I don't think yeah. that. Well, I'm sure somebody's already writing some sort of critical reevaluation. Like, what well, Batman Forever is actually the best Batman movie. You just don't remember it. Though. Well, see, here's the thing. It's like I've seen a lot of those for other films, and sometimes I'm okay with that, right? Hey, I that think was John Favreau, by the way. It was John Favreau. I was right. Yeah, I fucking called it. Look at that. I got I got an eagle eye for Favreau. Wherever Favreau is, I can fucking I, I got you, him. I lock on to him. You win the MVP for Favreauing this episode. Well, <laughs> that should be something we strive for every episode. <laughs> All right, who Favreaued the best this episode? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I would love to rewatch it at some point. Uh, I mm-hmm. think we need to rewatch all of these films. That movie was a movie. Well, when you say watch all of these movies, like, do you mean all of like Burton, Burton, Schumacher, Schumacher? Yeah. And then Nolan? Okay, because this is my point. This is what I wanted to say. I've seen people kind of go go to bat for the prequel trilogy, not as films, mind you, but as Mm -hmm. films that at least had thematic continuity in what they were trying to do. And that Mm -hmm. is something I can't do with this film. It's not that I'm trying to be a snarky asshole about this, is that I can't even really interrogate what it's trying to say because it doesn't know what it's trying to say. From scene to scene, it sort of careens wildly. And I think I would love to see if, if going back now as an adult with more analytical eyes of the Burton films, at least have something they're trying to say and then mostly nail that, you know? Yeah, Batman Returns is weird. I recently rewatched that. I'd be down to revisit all of those. I feel like they're at least more interesting in terms of their villains, you know? Yeah. Even well, if it doesn't work, this was definitely a swerve from what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any final thoughts on this yourself? 
Uh, it's not great, but it is better than the fourth one. But in a weird way, the fourth one almost goes so far that it turns into like an experimental thing where you can't just help <laughs> it be appreciative of the fact that someone allowed it to exist. Right. Um, not so only allowed I, it to exist, gave $170 million of 1996 money for it to yeah. exist. Like that was. It's baffling where that money went, not to the costumes for sure. Probably um, just paying Arnold, probably. Yeah, I will say about the fourth one, and maybe we'll watch it and we'll talk about it then. But uh, I, at least I have strong feelings on it. This one's mm. like a solid three and a half out of ten, maybe. Which, like for for me anyway, is not like I hate it. It's there. It exists. I remember why I liked it as a kid, yeah. and I'm much glad. I'm very glad that I've grown up a little bit since then. Movies like this kind of reaffirmed that, like you know what, I've grown as a film watcher since I was a little baby kid, and that's something. I'll take that to the bank. I just get upset with myself when I think that I liked any of these films as a kid. It's not my fault. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was dumb. My my mind hadn't been fully formed yet. And I thought this was like the height of cinema, you know? Yeah. I'm just mad at my parents now for not having steered me in the right direction. <laughs> they, were, they were probably just like, put in a fucking Batman movie. Well, that's kid. the interesting thing is like parents just do. need a fucking minute of peace. So they're going to let you watch right. whatever you want to watch. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is, uh, I guess we did it. We did Batman forever. So we'll, uh, we'll yeah. figure out what the next movie is and then we'll be back and we'll do another commentary on it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And uh, goodbye. Bye.